Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Hey, that's us. Good morning. <laughs> and uh, welcome. What is it? What is today? Uh, Wednesday, the 5th of October. All right. Wednesday in the, in the, the year of our Lord, 2022. Halfway through the uh, week, once again, coming uh, up your way this morning. Chance for you to pick up your Boise State tickets to the game, Fresno State. The number one in the league, Boise State Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this, Un- undefeated at in this, conference. At, at this point, just uh, two or three weeks ago, um, I, I didn't think I would be saying that, to <laughs> tell you the truth. Everybody was depressed right up until the second <laughs> half of last Friday night's game. Super, super depressed. It, it's like the depression started in the UTEP game. And just and mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't even watch the UTEP game, but I just saw, kept seeing updates because I was at a, a wedding think, in Joseph Oregon, I and think, I'm like, what in the hell is going on? I think very possibly your life is slightly better because you didn't watch the UTEP game. That is the first game I told you um, you missed that I have missed in gosh. 20 years, because even when I don't watch the game, I record them. Mm-hmm. So if I'm out of town, and there's been many a times where I haven't been able to watch the game, but I come home and I watch it. Like My son got married uh, during the Oregon State game. Didn't get a chance to uh, watch that game. But I'll tell you what, when I got home after the wedding that night at 11.30, I sat there for the next two hours and I watched the Oregon State game. I always told my kids, don't plan anything for game day. <laughs> um. This the UTEP game. I had it recorded. I got home from Joseph Oregon, and I uh, just deleted it. Had no interest in 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 watching that debacle. Yeah. Well, you know, like I say, uh, why depress yourself unnecessarily? Exactly. Um, also, uh, today in uh, other sports, um, you've had all this week the Supreme Court justices. Um, back in session, Supreme Court back in session. Mm-hmm. Um, Katanji Brown Jackson, first black woman to sit on the Supreme Court, um, did so, took the uh, desk for the uh, first time um, this week. However, with all that going on, she is not the judge that is being talked most about today. Here's the 1 1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone! Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger. Hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. (laughs) That's the call from John Sterling of WFA. I am. I had been taking a nap, and I, and I woke up and just turned on the TV thinking, well, I'll watch the Washington Nationals' second game. They've been having double headers all week, making up for, you know, lost time. And uh, instead, I happened to tune into the, the Yankee game, and they were just getting ready to start, and they were showing Aaron Judge, and I thought, oh, I'll watch this. And he let off the game, 
and hit the third pitch into the left field seats. And so that was terrific. Uh, and then right after that, uh, the pitcher, Garrett, um, was it uh, Coles? Yeah. Garrett Cole for the Yankees? Yeah, Garrett Cole. He uh, uh, recorded his 249th strikeout of the season, which is a new Yankee record. It broke the record that Ron Guidry set in um, the team record that Ron Guidry set back in 1978. By the way, the fan that caught the ball, Corey Yeomans, that uh, uh, said to have already received offers for up to $2 million for the historic baseball. Cha-ching. However, he doesn't need the money. He's vice president of Fisher Investments, which manages a $197 billion fund worldwide. And all he could get were outfield seats? <laughs> um, everybody wanted outfield seats. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Um, if, if you had seats behind home plate, you, wanted, you would trade those for the outfield seats just on the chance you might catch Aaron Judge in his historic okay. ball. What, what would you do? Just assuming it, it was you and the, the situation you're in right now, but you happen to be in Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. or not like Yankee Stadium, it was in uh, Texas. Yeah. You happen to be uh, in Arlington, Texas uh, last night. You caught the ball. What do you do? I do just what he did. I wait for security to arrive and uh, get me to a safe place so that nobody can mug me for the ball, mm-hmm. and uh, then I sell the ball for maybe $2 million. I may keep it for a little while. Just sometimes, every just now to and draw then, draw up, uh, you know, people wanting to bid on it. Every now and then, you know, somebody will just simply give it back to the player, or you know, donate it to the yeah, uh, National I, Baseball I'm not that Hall stupid. of Fame and Museum. Not that stupid. <laughs> you'd, you'd take the two million. Yeah, I, 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 I would probably take the two million or whatever, however many millions it's it's going to be, um, because there are a lot of people not just believe that this was the most home runs in uh, American League history, but the most home runs period because they don't recognize the National League home run yeah. record holders because they were all, all on the juice. Well, all three of them did steroids. Yeah, yeah. Mark McGuire, juicy. Sammy Sosa, and uh, Barry Bonds. After the uh, game, he was uh, Aaron Judge was asked um, if he felt that there was any pressure with the uh, games winding down in the season. I lie, the past couple of games, I'd look up and it's the seventh inning, and I'm like, dang, I only got one more at bat. I better figure this out. You know, I never tried to focus on the number, never tried to focus on going out there and doing it, just go out there and play my game. And if I'm good enough and God willing, it'll, it'll happen. So nothing, just having that type of faith, I think, kind of helped me out through this whole process. Keep in mind, um, for Aaron Judge, fortuitous that he did it this year. And I mean, he's just been, he's probably, I haven't paid attention, but there was a chance he was going to win the Triple Crown. Yeah, for a while addition, there. Um, I don't know where he is at as of right now with just a couple of games left to go on the season. Um, he's probably going to be, uh, not probably, he's locked up the MVP, um, even though, you know, you have Shohei Atani sitting out there setting, you mm-hmm. know, records every time he plays. Um, but he did win it last year, so I think people are more likely to vote for Well, and he said, I mean, Judge. setting the all-time record, um, yeah, he's he's pretty much locked that up. Um, with that being said, this is a contract year for Aaron Judge. Um, I don't know if he has a truck big enough to put all the money he's going to get uh, in his contract because the Yankees, uh, if they let him go, there would be you know a lynching going on in <laughs> New York City if if they you know said hey we can't afford to pay Aaron Judge this much money. By the way, the Yankees have never said that about anybody. That's true too. Um, but if, I mean, if Aaron Judge really wants this ball, and I haven't heard whether or not he does or not, um, he's going to have the money to pay to anything that he wants to get the ball okay. back. Let's see, he. Uh Obviously leads the American League in home runs with 62, and 
He leads the American League in RBIs with 131. And let's see, in batting average, he won, is, is second. But he, he's second. Uh, the, the leader is uh, Luis Arias from uh, Minnesota, hitting 315. And Judge is hitting 311, so he's second. Possibly, uh, I mean, probably not going to. That's a yeah, there's only difference with just two games. Basically, if he goes four for four in the last game and uh, Arias goes 0 for four, it could happen. But you know, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Could possibly happen. Um, by the way, he could he could also be like Albert Pujols. You you heard with his uh, when he hit 700, they mm-hmm. ask if he wanted the ball back, and he goes, "I could care less. Um, yeah. You know, I I'm not here for the records. If the fan wants to keep it, he can keep it. I I could care less. Yeah." Who knows? Aaron Judge could do the same thing. KBY News Time is uh, six fifteen. Uh, time for a check. By the way, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit uh, later this morning. Um, the times have not been set, but all the playoffs have been set. Who's playing? Who? We'll uh, talk about that a little bit later this morning, too. Our phone line's open, 208-336-3700. Feel free to give us a call and participate in the show. Right now, it's time for your first check on what else is going on in sports this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise. Two locations. Don't forget, it's Wednesday, and that means one of their most popular soups. Get in and enjoy jalapeno bacon potato cheddar today. I'm Rick Worthington. Boise State rushed for a season-best 316 yards last week against San Diego State. Bob Beeler with more. Most of those yards were picked up on the zone read, where quarterback Talon Green either gives the ball to the running back or keeps it himself. Green reads what the defense is doing and then makes the right choice. Wide receiver Billy Bowen says he can see the concern on the opponent's faces as the play develops. It's crazy seeing how how much their eyes are changing in defense and how much they're communicating and then the looks they're seeing and everything that it just changes the whole game. It adds a whole other element that they have to defend, that they have to cover, and makes it a lot tougher. Green and George Halani both rushed for over 100 yards, and freshman running back Ashton Genty added 82. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. I just remember that Boise State football is a 7.45 kickoff time on Saturday night from Albertson Stadium against Fresno State. We'll go to air at 2.30 for Bronco game day. Richie Brockle and I will have that for you, followed by the tailgate show. Pete Cavender will join me this week, and we'll start that up at 4.30 for you. And again, Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will pick things up at 6.30 for the 7.45 kick. I'm Rick Worthington. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, uh, we had Monday and Tuesday of really, really good news on uh, Wall Street. Looks like um, some of the money that has been gained going to be lost this morning yeah. as the Dow futures are down almost 300 uh, points. Still help, above 30,000, though. Couldn't help noticing the color red this morning, yeah, where um, it's been green the last several days. All three indexes, uh, by the way, are uh, down. Might have something to do. Uh, OPEC is supposed to be meeting uh, later today, and uh, the word is now that OPEC, along with Russia, um, could be agreeing on uh, limiting oil output by 2 million barrels a day later today and what does that mean um that means gas prices are headed higher oh i mean even even higher than what they have been for the uh, last few weeks well good that's just what we need isn't that just what we need and i i would imagine that uh biden and everybody in uh the uh 
Democrats all sitting there just ahead of the midterm election, seeing gas prices going up once again, um, and they are expected to go up more. This is this is in addition to what the gas prices have been rising steadily over the last two weeks. Uh, nationwide average of price increased for the 14th consecutive day yesterday, reaching a national average of three dollars and eighty-one cents per wow. gallon. There are places though that, uh, due to supply chain issues um, with petroleum products like gasoline and uh, diesel fuel in uh, some of the refineries, there are places that have really jumped in prices. California, average pump price, this is average in California, has skyrocketed to $6.41 a gallon. That's amazing. Because if it's average, you know that a lot of the places are higher than that. Even higher than that. And that's more than a dollar higher than it was 30 days ago. AAA said uh, yesterday that consumers should brace for rising pump prices if demand reigns high, remains high while refinery closures and maintenance forces supply lower. Domestic gasoline demand ticketed up from uh, 8.3 million barrels a day to 8.8 million bar- barrels a day uh, last week. Um, the White House uh, is once again trying to find ways to uh, get the prices down. It's It's kind of funny. That uh, a couple months ago, Biden was taking a victory lap saying, look what I did with gas prices. Gas prices are down. Um, When asked about that uh, yesterday, the uh, press secretary said, well, it's not Biden's fault uh, that gas prices are rising. There's uh, a lot of other problems going on with the rest of the world. You can't have it both ways. You You don't get to take credit and then uh, blame somebody else. Well, you do because that's what presidents (laughs) do. But, you know, it's uh, the, the presidency is like you wake up in the morning and say, well, yesterday was great. But what have you done for me today? Oil refineries, by the way, Biden is trying to get them to increase more oil, and they're going, why would we put money into building new refineries at hundreds of millions of dollars when you're telling us that fossil fuels are going to be gone in 10 years? That is a good, that is a good point. Yeah, yeah there's, you're, you're, you're just stupid if you think we're going to invest that type of money when you're trying to crush our industry, which I get. It's like uh, oil refineries, very expensive to build. Um, takes many years to get that money back, and you know, in in, in you got all these states within ten, fifteen years want to have electric vehicles be the only vehicles that you can purchase in their state. So, um, by the way, I don't think Idaho's gas prices are that low as of right now. Still, now, about, aren't, we, aren't we still about a buck over the national average? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, not quite a buck, but about sixty, seventy cents, about over four forty in most places. So. Um, yeah, get, if you've enjoyed uh, four dollar and forty cent uh, gas, which is you know it's down to about a dollar from what it was uh, you know six months ago. However, it's still pretty high. Looks like it's going to be headed back that way. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Six thirty four. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, and this is your home for Idaho's largest toy drive. Brought to you by Idaho Central Credit Union, TDS Fiber, and Scandinavian Designs. Now, our toy drive doesn't officially start until Friday, November twenty fifth. That's Black Friday. But if uh, your family, club, business, church, or maybe just you and your family want to have a Toys for Tots box to uh, start getting those toys, because even though the toy drive officially gets underway on black friday there's a lot of preparation that goes into this uh, a lot of gathering of toys ahead of time and uh that's what we're doing as of mm-hmm. right right now if you would like to get a box for your organization uh all you have to do is text or i'm sorry email nate at kboi.com let him know you need a box 
who you are, and uh, we'll make sure that you get that box so that you can uh, get your Toys for Tots um, gathering uh, underway. If you see Nate Shellman and he says, want a box, he is not challenging you to a fight. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, if you're interested and want to stop uh, dropping off toys, um, we're going to have uh, Toys for Tots box with us coming up Friday morning. Hometown breakfast uh, underway once again, um, and that's going to be going on at Deja Brew Bistro. Friday morning, invite you to come on out and join us for breakfast. Delicious, delicious breakfast. Can't wait for this. Um, and also, they've got mimosas. By the way, great place to uh, hang out on the patio. One of the best patios in all of downtown Meridian. Um, so not just for breakfast, but we will be there broadcasting live uh, beginning at 6 o'clock coming up this Friday. It's brought to you by our good friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. So make plans to uh, join us. We always have a few uh, prizes and surprises going on during our hometown breakfast, but hopefully we'll see you there. The first one of the fall coming up there. Uh, once again, that's happening on Friday morning, and uh, you are officially invited to Deja Brew Bistro. Hang on. We've got a $50 gift certificate we'll be giving away to Deja Brew coming up here in about 20 minutes with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 1970s Coal Miner's Daughter was Loretta Lynn's biggest hit. It spawned a 1980 movie of the same name, which told Lynn's life story, but she was so much more than a coal miner's daughter. Married at 13, with four kids by 20, Lynn taught herself how to play guitar. By 1960, she was playing the Grand Ole Opry, and the legendary Patsy Cline took Lynn under her wing. But it was her songwriting that set her apart, tackling issues including infidelity and birth control. The song The Pill would be banned from radio. In 1972, she became the first woman ever voted CMA Entertainer of the Year. Lynn was a prolific songwriter with over 30 studio albums and a three-time Grammy winner. Loretta Lynn was 90. 90 years old. Uh, we had that uh, breaking news yesterday towards the uh, end of uh, our show. Um, man, just listening to uh, some of her songs, um, I'm wondering if any one of them I mean, these were huge, huge hits mm-hmm. at the time. I'm wondering if any one of them would be a hit today. Once again, Loretta Lynn passing away at uh, 90 years old. Coal miner's daughter might have a chance to be a hit. Well, a lot of them, I think, could be hits. Production is different uh, now than it was in, in the 60s and 70s. and uh, sound The sound of country music is a little bit different, but mm-hmm. you, you tweak it a bit, and, and probably those could be hits. I, yeah. I, I'm just wondering, uh, some of her uh, subject matter today mm-hmm. would, would be accepted by, by fans. I don't know. Um, hard to say, because you're right. I mean, quality is, has changed quite a bit, but you get him a good I, producer. It's still the lyrics. The lyrics are great. I always love the song Fist City. Like, you, if you do that again, you're gonna, I'm going to welcome you to Fist City. <laughs> By the way, um, man, she won a, we could sit here and read all the awards that she won her over her lifetime. 
Um, it would probably take us most of the show. Um, things like Presidential Medal of Freedom. She was also um, the first female vocalist of the uh, year for the uh, Country Music mm-hmm. Awards. She was the first to ever receive that. Um, also, this doesn't tie in a lot other than, you know, um, the queen of country music is coming back to uh, Idaho. Reba McIntyre is going to headline a concert Friday, March 24th at the Ford Idaho Center. Um, tickets go on sale tomorrow, Friday morning Sorry, at 10 a.m., ranging in price from uh, $50 to $229. You can go to FordIdahoCenter.com. Um, this is just kind of a cool thing because Reba McIntyre, before she was uh, a star, before she was a hit, used to sing at the Snake River Stampede all the time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, she was essentially discovered and signed to her first recording contract after singing the national anthem at a rodeo. 24 number one hits on the Billboard Hot Country charts. She's also um, uh, an accomplished actress. Also, she has a, a new uh, television in, series well, that are going to be coming she's, out. Uh, she's in Big Sky right now. Yep. So, um, as, as that show gets weirder and weirder <laughs> every year. It, it was weird to begin with, and you're right. It's yeah. definitely uh, kind of strange. But anyway, if you want your tickets to Reba McIntyre, she's going to be back in Idaho. First time in 15 years. And uh, tickets will go on sale Friday morning, FordIdahoCenter.com. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. The day to get if you love soup. This is one of their most popular soups. Jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. Every Wednesday. Get in today. It's made from scratch and it is delish. More Major League Baseball last night. Let me take you back a little bit. The Braves were ten and a half games behind the New York Mets at the start of June and lost four out of five to New York in early August. But they were in familiar territory. Atlanta was 30-35 and 35 at one point last season before winning the World Series. Fast forward, the Mets, watching their lead in the American League East, dwindle down to nothing. But they weren't willing to go away quietly last night. Abbott's pitch. It's a high fly, right center field, pretty deep. Robles is going back. He's near the wall. He looks up. It's gone. Home run, Brandon Nimmo. That ball was rocked in the right center field near the 380 sign out there. As Nimmo rips his 15th home run of the year. He's driven in 61. That's three today. And the Mets have a four to nothing lead. By the way, the Mets would go on to a 4-2 win last night, and that's good news. But the Braves on a winning streak with a chance to take the division away and clinch the number 2 overall seed in the playoffs. 2-2. In the air to right field. Ronald Acuna back. Ronald is under it. The Braves have won it again. For the fifth year in a row, the Braves are champions of the National League East. So a little more clarity in the playoff picture now. The Braves swept the Mets over the weekend. That helped them take the division lead and then eventually win it last night. The Mets did sweep the Washington Nationals in Tuesday's doubleheader, but they had to settle now for the wild card spot. I'm Rick Worthington. Download the 670KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up for you once again this morning. This will be happening in the 8 o'clock hour. Chance to pick yourself up a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For all your real estate needs, call today, 208-888-4128. 
Which state is the only state in the United States that shares a border with just one other state? There's only one. Every other state borders at least two other states except Alaska and Hawaii, which don't touch any other states. By the way, I'll give you a hint. It's not Idaho. If you know the answer, stick around. After 8, you can win. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Transgender inmate Adri Edmo may receive $2.5 million from Idaho and a prison medical care provider after they refuse gender confirmation surgery. This is the order from a federal judge after Edmo sued the state in 2017, claiming a violation of the Eighth Amendment and, quote, cruel and unusual punishment, end quote. Edmo said the surgery was necessary due to severe gender dysphoria, a condition where differences between a person's gender and their identity impairs their ability to function. Edmo, who identifies as female, served a 10-year sentence in a men's prison for sexually abusing a 15-year-old boy. Edmo was released in 2021. What in the Sam double H-E double hockey sticks is going on in Idaho? Well, with Sam, you say hill. What in the Sam hill? And I'm going to say, what in the Sam hell? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, it's interesting whenever somebody sues about the treatment they got in prison or what they weren't allowed to do when they were in prison. Uh, one of the reasons that you should be trying to stay out of prison is that it, uh, it, it alters your life. It makes it so you can't do the things that you would do if you were, you know, outside prison like you can't just decide hey let me out of prison for one day so i can go grocery shopping you can't do that but in this particular case it could be argued the only way that this could have happened is if she was now a she went to prison she couldn't afford to have sexual uh gender reassignment surgery on her own so he goes to prison says you know claims gender dysphoria, and that the state must offer a free sex transformation surgery, which, forced by the courts, we did. And, you, and Idaho taxpayers paid for it. Yeah. And, and yet now, it's, it's going to be worth a couple million bucks just because we didn't say yes immediately. Right. million being ordered to be paid. Now, the good news about that is that the $2.5 million at least will not be being paid by Idaho taxpayers, thank goodness, because this would just make this just so much worse. Not that it's not bad already. Who who does have to pay? Corizon Correctional Healthcare, under a separate agreement with the state. Um, They, uh, the state, and they made an agreement in December, that Corizon pays the cost of any legal fees awarded to Edmo in the case. In exchange, the state would not ask Corizon to cover any of the cost of the state's attorneys. Now, however, so none of the state's attorneys' costs have been covered, so the state's attorneys' costs are being covered by taxpayers. The $2.5 million payment to uh, Edmo being paid by the uh, Corizon Health. So, 
sexually abuse a 15-year-old, get free surgery. It's 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 odd, especially when you you know you you cut it down to that. Uh, but you know, I'm thinking if if somebody wanted liposuction or something and they were in prison, it, it it wouldn't bother me if that was denied. You know, because you're in prison, you don't get to make your own choices. That's just it. If, if I mean, <laughs> I I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. But you know that 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 just is prison. You because, made you made bad choices outside prison. Yeah. So now you're in prison. We're going to reward where you. We will make your choices for you because you have proven that you can't handle it. And the crazy part about this is, once again, if any of this was done and and she had not broken the law and ended up in prison for sexually abusing a 15 year old boy, she would still not have had the surgery. I'm guessing. <laughs> Because she could have had the surgery at any time before she right. entered prison if she was suffering from this gender, mental disorder of g- sexual dysphoria. Gender dysphoria, yeah. So, I mean, except for the fact that she did a horrible crime, she'd be still sitting there as a man. I'm guessing. Maybe she would have taken up a, a fee and maybe people would have given her $5 through a social media app where she could raise the money to... Oh, like GoFundMe or something? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Who knows? And if that wasn't enough craziness, if that wasn't enough craziness, we also are dealing with this. Idaho faces another challenge to its abortion bans in federal court, but this time from the Satanic Temple, which argues the state's abortion laws are unconstitutional violations of property rights, the Equal Protection Clause, Religious Freedom, and Involuntary Servitude. The Idaho Capital Sun reports the lawsuit argues against Idaho's trigger law banning nearly all abortions and the civil enforcement law that allows family members to file lawsuits against medical providers who perform abortions. Both allow exceptions for rape and incest and to save a pregnant person's life. The Satanic Temple asked the court to block the law with an injunction. So the I, state is offering free reassignment surgery to uh, felons and uh, Satan worshippers want to allow abortions. Yeah, that sounds suing, about right. Suing to allow abortions. <laughs> I'm all choked up over it. I would be choked up too. <laughs> If it wasn't for the um, fact that I was actually I think, living and working in Idaho. I think that even if you are a person who is uh, you know, adamantly pro-choice, you can be forgiven for not necessarily rooting for the Church of Satan. <laughs> the Satanic Temple is suing the state of Idaho to allow abortion. Who knew? I guess uh, Christians are probably think, sitting there thinking, ah, we knew. Yeah. We, but, we knew say, say, yeah, exactly. Satan would uh, you know, exactly. be okay with killing babies. Exactly. Right now, Christians are saying, I told you. <laughs> I, I, I told you that that's who would be on their side. Uh, a text message in at 208-336-3700 uh, from Damon says, uh, stop calling him her. You can't put a Cadillac emblem on a Ford pickup and tell everyone it's a Cadillac. It doesn't matter. You can't reassign gender. However, they, they didn't just change the emblem here. They changed the whole engine. They took out the engine and replaced the engine. Uh, I appreciate the, the, the note, but uh, I will point out that we don't make the rules, and neither do you, as it turns out. 
208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in. We'll talk more uh, about this um, and what's going on in, in, in Idaho this week. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Stick around. Uh, Dow futures are down over 340 points as of right now ahead of the opening. We'll talk about uh, with Jeremiah Bates. Uh, for the past two days, it's just been horrible, horrible news that was causing the stock market to go up. Uh, stock market going down a bunch today. Is it because of good news? Uh, we'll find out. Jeremiah Bates coming up here next. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise, just off Gowan Road. Check out their all-new menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com, and then get in today for lunch. Find out why they have been ranked the number one deli in the state of Idaho. History made on Tuesday night in Major League Baseball, and once again, it's a player wearing a New York Yankees jersey to do it. The American League now has a new single-season home run king. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes! Deep left, it is high, it is far, it is gone! Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. And that's how it unfolded last night for Aaron Judge, now the home run king in the American League. By the way, this took place in Texas, where the Yankees were on a road swing against the Rangers. So Rangers fans getting a chance to see Aaron Judge hit number 62. Aaron Judge actually struck out in the second inning. He was removed from the game when the Yankees next took the field, again drawing a standing ovation. The Rangers went on to win the game by a score of 3-2. to two. The Yankees, incidentally, won the first game of that doubleheader yesterday by a score of 5-4. to four. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, uh, before we get to Jeremiah, just want to let you know that uh, still on the way here, sometime this hour, you're going to have a chance to text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700, and uh, if you do that, you'll be chosen possibly at random, one of the people to go to the Fresno State BSU game coming up here this coming Saturday night. So listen, that's coming up sometime before 8 o'clock. Jeremiah, two great days on Wall Street, um, and then looks like we're going to lose a whole bunch that was gained over the last two days. Uh, we're down over 350 points ahead of the opening here in a few minutes. Is that because of good news this time? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a little bit. Listen, most of the concerns that were looming over the market, nothing fundamentally changed over the past two days. You know, I think today, likely, you see that that big of a rally that we saw over the past two days with the Dow Jones and Dust Star, which is up over 1,500 points. 
I think you're seeing a little bit of a take, take some risk off the table because a lot of those concerns that were looming are still there, right? So if you see a bit of a rally, I think there's kind of a sentiment right now to make some adjustments, make some moves uh, in the light of seeing that those gains recently. But we also saw jobs report or ADP jobs report listed today showed that September added 208,000 jobs, which is better than anticipated. So again, you had some good news. Uh, in the underlying uh, economy, and that usually does not bode well for the market right now because, believe it or not, the market wants to see this flipped on the other side because what the reaction of the Federal Reserve will be. Elon Musk has apparently changed his mind again and and now wants to buy Twitter again. Uh, Is it going to make a difference uh, who the CEO of Twitter is? Well, apparently, after the price action yesterday where you saw Twitter jump over 22%, after Elon Musk did notify this. Now, you got to remember, this goes all the way back to April 25th when this was actually publicly announced. Now, of course, Elon, uh, he put the pause button on this because he was basically saying that Twitter misstated the number of bots and that uh, Twitter was misleading investors by providing false numbers. And really, he kind of wanted to pull the pull the parachute on it. But the judge that was overseeing this case, this kind of dispute over he, if he needs to actually buy it or not, uh, wasn't really going his way. Uh, his efforts to show that he had legitimate grounds to cancel was not going over well. And many are speculating that that was the reason why he changed the tune and is now announcing that he will, in fact, buy the company. And also teasing the fact that he actually might turn Twitter and kind of into kind of a new app altogether. So... Uh, yeah, the, the Twitter, the Twitter Elon Musk saga continues. It's been resurged yesterday. <laughs> um, I saw a report that uh, said that he kind of saw the writing on the wall because he had lost uh, a few pretrial motions that weren't going to allow him to bring in uh, some of the evidence that he wanted in that case. And so it, basically his lawyer said, hey, uh, you're probably going to lose this. So do you want to still continue to fight or you just want to make a deal and apparently... He's got enough money still to make a deal, so good for him. Yeah, and the, ti- and the timing of it was interesting, too, because when he, when he really pulled the plug on this, it's when we really started to see kind of that selling pressure happen in the broader market, which was weighing down on shares of Tesla. I mean, th- there was kind of a, an interesting timing limit or timing component to this, in my opinion, and now you know, we could be on the other side of it, at least the worst pain <clears> point <throat> of it, and now he's changed his tune. So All right. we'll see, but he, he's got to make a move or else he's going to be penalized big time. So Looking we'll like see. things are going to be on the downside to open up here in just a few minutes. 354 points down, still above 30,000 on the Dow. Um, we'll keep an eye on that, get an update from you here in about an hour, and talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Get 670KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. A federal judge ordered the state of Idaho and its prison medical care provider to pay more than $2.5 million in legal fees to a transgender inmate. Adri Edmo sued the state and the Department of Corrections health care provider Corazon in 2017 after she was denied gender confirmation surgery. She claimed they violated her Eighth Amendment right against cruel and unusual punishment. She won the lawsuit and got the surgery in 2020. The cost of her surgery, by the way, was not covered by taxpayer dollars. Instead, it was covered by Corazon Correctional Health Care under a separate agreement with the state of Idaho. Edmo was released from prison last year after serving a 10-year sentence for sexually abusing a 15-year-old boy.
208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, you can email Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com, text message in. Uh, you two need to do some research. The $2 million is for legal fees. My outrage is not someone with a mental disorder who is also a felon, but with the legal industry who profit, profits from that dysfunction. Hey, Bumblehead, we did say that the $2.5 million was for legal fees. Clean out your ears. We don't need to do research. We researched. We said it was for legal fees. We said the surgery was paid for by Idaho State taxpayers. Now, do you think, here's my question for you. But it it wasn't. It was paid by the company. Which was? The surgery. They they just said it was paid by the the company that owns the prison. The uh, surgery was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Do you think that lawyers should do their job for free? Is that what you're saying here? I get it. It seems like $2.5 million uh, is is a lot. However, um, I think there was like a half a dozen or more lawyers involved in various parts of and stages of the uh, case. I don't know how many hours that they put in on this. $2.5 million seems ridiculous just because I don't think that she deserves it. And... Uh, see, this is the argument here. I think boils down to: is this uh, life-saving surgery, which apparently she thought it was, or well, is, or is, it, or, or is this elective surgery? I, I don't think that, as far as electric, elective surgery, I don't think that prison inmates should be getting elective surgery. Uh, yeah. In other words, like you know, I need a nose job, so the state of Idaho has to pay for that. The unfortunate part is, as you know, and you asking that question is the judge also agreed that it's, you know, not elective surgery that they, yeah, apparently needed this. Well, and and, and the the deal there is uh, quite often these individuals who want that kind of surgery, if they don't get it, they you know might kill themselves or something. But there again, um, is that still life saving surgery? Paul in Nampa, we've got about uh, thirty seconds here. Okay, my question is, he, he started out as a he, is that correct? Yes. Okay, then he went to prison for 10 years for molesting a child. Then he got out, and now he wants to be a woman? Well, he wanted to be so a woman while in prison. Right, but now, now that he can get out and he's got the money, he can become a woman, correct? No, he, the, the state of Idaho already did the yeah, surgery. He the, was the a surgeries. woman in prison and got transferred from a man's prison to a woman's yeah, prison. Yeah, surgery's done. Okay. So nevertheless, isn't he supposed to register as a sex offender for the rest of his life or until deemed, deemed otherwise? Supposedly. Yeah, I think that's that's the big issue right there. Maybe that one should be looked into a little bit more than the amount of money that's being spent on this guy or woman or what it whatever it is. Well, um, I think I think the registration's been done too. So yeah, yeah, I I, I totally agree with you. Um, like I said, um, my biggest problem necessarily is that. You know, uh, this being done in prison, you're supposed to be punished when you're in prison and instead got rewarded because apparently you weren't able to do this surgery on your own when you were out of prison um, before you went to prison. And, you know, then you abused a 15-year-old, sexually abused a 15-year-old, and, and then you were able to have, you know, your surgery paid surgery for. Paid for is, I, I, just, I just don't get it. It's like being rewarded, you're right. Yeah.
KBOI News Time, uh, seven forty-five. Time for a final check on what's going on with sports this morning. Uh, don't forget, by the way, I will just mention um, you have a few more minutes in case you missed it. The queue to text two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred just happened a few minutes ago. You have a few more minutes to get in. Text the word Broncos if you want to win those tickets to this Saturday night's game against Boise State. The sports update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in for lunch today. Open Monday through Saturday, beginning at ten thirty for both locations, East Boise and in Meridian. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. Boise State's defense leads the Mountain West in three major categories, rushing, passing, and total yards now. Bob Beeler with more. In addition to allowing under 240 yards a game, the Bronco defense has been especially stingy in the red zone. San Diego State entered it twice in the first half and settled for field goals both times. That kept the Broncos in the game. Junior safety J.L. Skinner talked about the team's mentality. Uh, three or nothing, that's our mentality, and that's what we plan on doing every time we get down to the red zone. So there's not really a plan or anything like that. It's just what our standard is. If we get down there, it's something that we did, and you're going to leave with three. This season, opponents have gotten inside the Bronco 28 times and scored only two touchdowns. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Thank you, Bob. And once again, KBOI will bring you this week's game. It's Fresno State at Boise State. 7.45 kickoff time from Albertson Stadium on Saturday night. We'll go to air at 2.30 in the afternoon. It'll be Richie Brockle and I for Bronco Game Day. And then Pete Cavender will join me for the tailgate show this week. That will be at 4.30. And then Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will pick it up at 6.30 for the 7.45 kickoff time against Fresno State, playing for the milk can. I'm Rick Worthington. Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 753-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, I want to remind you, coming up here Friday, man, it's going to be a busy day on Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. Friday, we start the day uh, back with the hometown breakfast. Uh, we'll be headed once again um, to downtown Meridian if you want to join us at Deja Brew Bistro. Uh, we'll get underway at 6 o'clock. Uh, they open up for uh, breakfast beginning at 7. Hopefully, we'll see you there. It's brought to you by our friends at Cloverdale Plumbing. I'm sure we'll get to see Kenny. He's so happy that he gets uh, to join us for breakfast yeah, every week. Unless he's out of the country, he usually shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later in the afternoon, uh, I'll be at V-Cut Lounge for their third annual Smoke Fest. V-Cut Lounge is at uh, 217 14th Avenue South, downtown Nampa. You're invited for Smoke Fest. Uh, Smoke Fest uh, has more than just one meaning, by the way. Um, you got the cigar because it's a cigar bar lounge, but they also have barbecue. So smoke and barbecue, food truck going to be there. Uh, tons and tons, uh, hundreds of dollars in free giveaways, including a beautiful My Father's Cigar Humidor. And my father's cigar is also sponsoring the uh, Smoke Fest. So if you want to come on out, hang out. Uh, the weather is supposed to be 80 and sunny. The uh, outdoor patio uh, doors will be open. Um, they've got live music beginning at 6 o'clock. And then um, to make this even just more crazy, Nate Shellman will be broadcasting his show live beginning at 3 o'clock. So it's kind of a, a, a hometown happy hour. Also, craft beers. They've got specialty drinks. They're making a, a specialty drink for this. They also have, you can ask for the Mike Casper. They have a special Mike Casper <laughs> drink at this place. What's in it? Um, I don't know. I just order it. Mm. It's delicious. I, I will tell you that. 
Um, so join us once again. Um, the thing goes on from 2 until close. So as long as people are hanging out, begins at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Nate will be there at 3. Uh, I'll be there around that time. So hopefully we'll see you at V-Cut's Gar Lounge in downtown Boise for Smoke Fest 2022. Um, everything except the times are, are now set. If you're into uh, baseball, um, basically everything is taken care of. We don't know what time the games will be playing, but the Phillies will play the Cardinals on Friday. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays will play take on the Cleveland Guardians also on Friday. The Padres and the Mets will play on Friday, and the Mariners will play the Blue Jays in Toronto on Friday. And then Saturday's games, Phillies and the Cardinals, Padres and the Mets. That's the first round uh, games yeah. for the wild cards. This is uh, the, the first year of... Uh, what four tiers of uh, playoffs in baseball? Um, what is interesting about this is the two starters for the Seattle Mariners, and this was this was going to be a, a possible problem for the Mariners, uh, have been named to be Castillo and Robbie Ray. And the reason that was going to be a problem is because earlier in the season, those two players were not allowed to travel with the Seattle Mariners oh, when they played in Toronto because they haven't been vaccinated. They hadn't been vaccinated. But now that the games are being played in Toronto, those two players have been named as the starters, which means apparently sometime they've been vaccinated. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that, that people were worried that if uh, Seattle played in Toronto that that could be a problem, that their two best pitchers uh, would not be traveling with the team. But it looks like that has been taken care of. So anyway, baseball gets underway. By the way, I, I'd mention uh, Smokefest. They have big screen televisions. The baseball games will also be on the big screen uh, TVs at uh, V-Cut in downtown Nampa coming up this week. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hey, by the way, congratulations, Walt Wright of Nampa. He is headed to Saturday night's game, Boise State and Fresno State, playing for the uh, Milk Jug. Congratulations. If you didn't get a chance to win, we have another chance coming up because we have more tickets than anybody else. Um, we've got your tickets coming up again today with the Dan Bongino Show. Listen uh, in in the noon hour for your chance to win. Speaking of winning, coming up here in 20 minutes, chance to pick up a $50 gift certificate to Deja Brew Bistro, which is where we'll be for the hometown breakfast coming up here on Friday morning. $50 gift certificate is yours. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, which state is the only state that shares a border with just one other state? There's only one state. Every other state borders at least two other states, except Alaska and Hawaii, which don't touch any other states. Our hint we gave you earlier, it's not Idaho. <laughs> Six states in the Canadian province. If you know the answer, stick around. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger 
hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run, the most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Pace closed. <laughs> Here come to judge. Here come to judge. Maris hit 61 in 1961, and the record was broken 61 years later. Very cool. Um, by the way, he also set another record. Um, he hit home runs off 56 different pitchers this year. Wow. Setting a uh, record for most home runs hit off different pitchers in a year. If you add up all his home runs, by the way, five miles <laughs> is how far his home runs traveled uh, this year. It's uh, it's interesting. I saw a, a little film that somebody uh, texted to me that had every one of his home runs this season. It's amazing how many of them look exactly the same. <laughs> his swing is very consistent. He uh, hits a lot of them just right to the gap in between left and center. The um, other thing that's uh, just kind of an interesting aside, that 36 of his 62 home runs would have been home runs no matter what park he was playing in. Mm. And there, I mean, there are hitter-friendly parks. Like, there are places, like, I'll use Boston for an example. Um, you can hit Boston home runs over the Green Monster, who would not be home runs anywhere right. anywhere else. So 36 short, of his 61 were. porch, they call it. Yep, 36 of his 61 were home runs in every single park. So congratulations. History uh, made last night um, in uh, Texas. The person who caught the ball um, waking up uh, today, a potential multimillionaire. Not that he needs the money. The guy who caught it, vice president of Fisher Investments, which manages a nearly $200 billion fund worldwide. So he, he's, he's already well off. Would you sell the ball? You caught, you caught it, Chris. What, <laughs> do you, what are you doing? You asked me earlier this you, morning, you know, what are you doing with the baseball? You know what? Uh, I've gotten along this far in life without being a millionaire. And I think the ball belongs in the Hall of Fame, so I think I would donate it to the Hall of Fame. Now, I don't actually have the ball in hand, so it's easy to say that. This is true, because I was just about to say, man, I thought I worked with somebody much smarter than that. <laughs> you probably do, it just isn't me. <laughs> um, I guess kudos to you if you, you don't. I just... I don't know if I would hang on to it or immediately sell. There's, there apparently has been offers alleged already, um, less than 24 hours later, mm-hmm. um, for the ball at two million dollars or more. People are offering up to two million dollars or more. Would, which you know, would you sell it for that two million dollars? Will car- it be worth more as time goes on? I don't remember his name, but that cartoonist that created Spawn, he you know was into buying commemorative baseballs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think he bought McGuire's number 62, even really? though that, that ended up being not the big deal because yeah. he had eight more that season. The uh, uh, People are also saying, it's like, you better hurry up and sell this because if he hits 63 tomorrow night, the ball's going to be worthless. No, this is the one that set the record um, and beat Maris, so it's yeah. always going to be worth well, something, even if he does set a new Yan- record. Yankees are in the playoffs. Would you even play judge tonight? Probably not. No, I think. I, would, I, I mean, I would sit him down. Yeah, I, I most of your start. I would just. I would just say it's. It's like last night. Seattle got a win last night. Their backup to the backup mm-hmm. catcher pitched and got the win last night. So you, they you they were resting. Somebody. They were resting everybody and said, yeah. "Hey, it doesn't matter if we win or lose. So we'll send our backup backup 
catcher out, and he ended up getting the win if last you, night. If you've already if you've already qualified for the playoffs, you do not want your best players to be injured. Yeah. So uh, you know that's why a lot of times if you go to games in uh, you know late in the season, like uh, early October, late September, you don't see the stars. I wish they had done that the night before last with uh, Sam Haggerty, and he'd be playing instead of on the ten day DL. He uh, pulled uh, his uh, groin muscle. And he is one of the that, fastest uh, players in baseball, not just on the team, but in baseball. Um, groin muscle, I don't know about anybody else, but that's my favorite muscle. <laughs> it, do, it, it does sound rather painful. Um, NFL star Tua Tagovailoa from the uh, Miami Dolphins being told that he should retire from the NFL um, with the immediate effect after potentially suffering two concussions in just four days. Wow. Dr. Uh, Bennett Omalu. Um, I don't know if you recognize that name. Did you watch the movie Concussion? Uh, with uh, Will Smith? Yep. That's a part of it. That's who Will Smith played. Oh. He's the first doctor to discover and publish findings on chronic traumatic encephalop- uh, encephalopathy. CTE, for short. Mm, yeah. Um, he stated that... Uh, Tua should retire from the NFL for good, for health reasons right now. Speaking to TMZ Sports, he said, uh, you know, if you love your life, if you love your family, if uh, you have kids and you love your kids, it's time to gallantly walk away, go find something else to do. <laughs> Just don't make it UFC. He, I mean, he, he has, based on the studies that have been done, and we've seen the uh, effects, the horrific effects of people with traumatic brain injuries later on in life he may not be wrong and i know it's going to be hard for him at his age what is he 24 to walk away from mm-hmm. the you know hundreds of millions of dollars that he can make but you i know, guess my guess is he won't i know i and i and i say this because uh when my son played college football at uh, eastern oregon we went up for the spring game one year and we watched a kid get killed playing football in the spring game um, we were sitting right in front of his parents and his fiance. And it looked like he was fine. He just was in on a tackle, and then he walked off, kneeled down, took off his helmet, and started throwing up. And I told my wife, I go, he's got a concussion. He goes, how do you know? I go, because he just came out of the game and started throwing up. I go, that's one of the signs. And sure enough, within five minutes, the ambulance had shown up, take him to the hospital. And then the next morning, they life-flighted him to Boise, and uh, he died. And same thing. They had thought that the possibility was that he had had multiple concussions in a matter of short amount of time and ended up passing away just unfortunate well uh i i still believe tua will not he's not playing this week i think he's going to be at minimum of four weeks minimum if he does come back kby news time is uh 8 14 time for a check on what's going on with uh bronco sports today for your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128 for all your real estate needs. Scott is going to get the first crack at our question today. Uh, Scott. Which state is the only state that shares a border with just one other state in the United States? Every other state borders at least two, with the exception of Alaska and Hawaii. They don't touch any other states. Which state is it? Is it Maine? 
You can't ask us. You have to tell us. You have to give us the answer. Oh, oh it's Maine. Uh, are you calling us from the middle of a bathroom? No, I'm on my Bluetooth. I'm in a brand new house. I, no I, I can Scott. tell there's mm. nothing in there. Um, yes, Echo. Scott, Maine is it. Maine is the only Yay. state that shares a border with just one other state. They share it with New Hampshire. So congratulations, uh, Scott. Hang on the line. We've got a $50 gift certificate uh, once again for you to Deja Brew Bistro. $50 gift certificate uh, once again uh, to give away all this week. We have another chance for you to win coming up tomorrow morning and Friday morning. Keep in mind, this is Deja Brew Week. So Friday morning, we also have a chance for you to get a $50 gift certificate for only $25. It's our KBOI Sweet Deal of the Week this week. It'll sell out quickly. Just be ready to go at 9 a.m. sharp. KBOI.com. Click on that Sweet Deal link to get the $50 gift certificate for only $25. And that's open for anybody. Even if you've got a free $50 gift certificate for answering our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, you also can buy that uh, Sweet Deal. And then Friday morning, Chris and I are going to be enjoying breakfast and trying to do our show with a full mouthful. Um, we'll be at Deja Brew Bistro coming up Friday morning. You're invited to be for, be there. We're back with the fall hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. That's coming up Friday morning. Hope to see you there. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670. On your Verizon Wireless, uh, you can email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Transgender inmate Adri Edmo may receive $2.5 million from Idaho and a prison medical care provider after they refuse gender confirmation surgery. This is the order from a federal judge after Edmo sued the state in 2017, claiming a violation of the Eighth Amendment and, quote, cruel and unusual punishment, end quote. Edmo said the surgery was necessary due to severe gender dysphoria, a condition where differences between a person's gender and their identity impairs their ability to function. Edmo, who identifies as female, served a 10-year sentence in a men's prison for sexually abusing a 15-year-old boy. Edmo was released in 2021. She's out there. No longer in prison. Mm-hmm. Got what she wanted. On parole now. The outrage, uh, outrage I hear from uh, your listeners from the angle of your conversation is taxpayer funding of two million dollars by the way it's 2.5 million dollars which i agree with yes attorneys ought to be paid but how often have you heard the joke that a good man goes to heaven an attorney was documented to be nearly as old as methuselah the only documentation available was his build hours <laughs> i no, i i've not oh, heard that one. Oh, i hadn't heard that one before either um Another email, Mike at KBOI.com from Idaho Boy says, this federal judge needs to have a proctology exam to figure out what's wrong with his brain. Talk about a corrupt judicial system. I don't think uh, lawyers should work for free. Their prices are inflated by forces other than supply and demand, like bloated college tuition and high payouts of money from the government, corporations, and insurance. I think we need to eliminate or heavily rewrite tort laws. We need to solve abusive lawsuits and inmates suing for taxpayers to pay their elective surgeries. I think the whole argument comes down to uh, whether this is life-saving surgery or not. A lot of people would say, no, it's not. That's elective surgery. Even if you have uh, you know, s- some sort of mental issue, 
that makes you think it's life-saving surgery. It's actually still elective surgery. Now, if you need life-saving surgery and you are uh, a prison inmate, we have a responsibility, we have decided, to give you that life-saving surgery to try to save your life, despite the fact that you're in prison. And if you want elective surgery, we don't have any responsibility for that because you're in prison. You don't get everything you want. But this individual uh, says that it was not elective surgery that uh, he or she had to have it. Here's the crazy part, because, you know, most of us, I, I think, believe that this is considered elective surgery. Of course, the lawyers for Edmo and the judge disagreed. Mm-hmm. And the crazy part about this is that, you know, they, they could cause permanent damage or death because Edmo was trying to kill himself at the time. I, I don't think you get to say that, hey, this is so dangerous that I could die because I'm going to kill myself. Well, that's like suing the prison after you get out because you attempted suicide several times and uh, weren't successful. So you sue them because uh, the conditions in prison caused you to attempt suicide. Uh, if I were a judge, I would say, no, no, they, they didn't. And if they did, it's your fault for being in prison. Here's an idea. Instead of giving the $2.5 million to the lawyers and Edmo in this particular case, why not give the $2.5 million to the 15-year-old kid who was sexually abused by Edmo and the reason why Edmo was in prison? I mean, Edmo got and, rewarded twice in this And more stuff. than likely got no compensation right. whatsoever because it's not in the rule book. Edmo got rewarded twice on this thing. Hmm. Edmo got to have the free surgery that he wanted at the time to become a female that happened in prison. It was forced to be paid while he was in prison. Now, I've never been to prison. I've had people, you know, relatives and people that I know very well who have worked in prisons. And I will tell you this. If you had your choice of spending time in a man's prison or a woman's prison, what would you choose? <laughs> I mean, Probably. first off, neither, but... <laughs> Well, I mean, after seeing Orange is the New Black, I don't know which I would choose, but probably women's. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Edmo got the sex change operation and then was transferred to a woman's prison. He no longer had to be in a man's prison because he no longer was a man. And then he got rewarded because he got the surgery for free. And now um, I, I don't know if 100% of the $2.5 million, by the way, they asked for $2.8 million. I don't know if 100% of that $2.5 million, if all of that just goes to just the lawyers or if Edmo gets any of that. But if Edmo gets any of that, that makes his story even more ridiculous. You got yeah, free I mean, surgery and you're going to get paid? Uh, the The court costs, I suppose I can understand, but there shouldn't be any punitive damages. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. And if you thought this was the only crazy story going on in Idaho yesterday, n- not so much. <laughs> when uh, is there ever just one? Apparently, uh, now Satan favors abortion. We'll talk about that, too, when we come back. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email us chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. 
Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. John uh, texts us at 208-336-3700, says uh, maybe now that the victim of Edmo's crime should be about 25 years old, and he knows the victimizer was, uh, has plenty of money. Perhaps he should sue his victimizer for damages. Hmm. Not a bad idea. Matt in Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello, Matt. I think yeah, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Hey, uh, this uh, Judge Windmill, um, I think it's really time to hang up the rope for this, this judge. Um, I used to work for the Department of Corrections um, in uh, the mid twenties, uh, twenty, you know, two thousand eleven, um, and this judge had kept open a thirty some odd year class action lawsuit against the Department of Corrections and their medical contractors, um, which initially stemmed from something that happened in the eighties post uh, the riots. And uh, the, the department, you know, changed uh, all of these policies. They developed all these programs to comply with this, this court case. But every time one of these inmates would complain about something, then it would extend out the case even longer. And I don't know if they're still working this case. You can look it up. It's the Bala case. Um, but this, this judge, I think, has really something against the Department of Corrections. I, I mean, they're not. It's not a perfect uh, agency by all means, but I really think that uh, he's kind of too liberal to be on the bench and has a too much of a a liberal sense of what the Constitution is hmm. uh, in, in regards to uh, what cruel and unusual punishment is. Um, you know, there was, like I said, there was a number of concessions that the, the, the department eventually gave into, you know, most of those housing units there um, were had to be modified to where they could only have uh, some of the cells had to have every other cell had two inmates versus, uh, or, you know, they, right. they, they didn't have full capacity. They lost a lot of the bad spaces, which as a direct result of that, you know, we had to have a 20 some odd year corrupt contract with Corrections Corporation of America um, and sending inmates out of state. <clears throat> and I mean, this guy, he, he, he caused so many problems for the taxpayers by dragging out this long case. And then right. now there's this issue with this Edmo case. Um, you know, I, I don't know. The guy's a lunatic needs to, needs to be off the case. Uh, he, off the bench. What? he is retired now. He, he made the decision four years ago. Yeah, yeah. So this all, all, everything that's happened in this case, with the exception of the uh, millions of dollars that are going to be paid out, all uh, have already happened. I mean, Edmo is out of prison. Um, Edmo had the surgery in prison, so this isn't something that has to happen. Any any of this stuff. Um, thanks for your take, though. Much appreciated from uh, somebody who has uh, been in the prison system. Mm-hmm. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, another uh, text message, and this is something we were talking about uh, the uh, doctor from the movie Concussion, who uh, Will Smith played, um, has said that uh, Tua Tagliova, 
um, should retire because of his concussions. Um, and we talked about, you know, is is that even a realistic possibility for him to do because of the, you know, tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars that he would possibly lose um, to just give up and walk away? Uh, someone texts in and says, uh, yeah, he could do it. Look at what Luke Keekley did when he walked away. Yeah, that's good point. Luke was probably the best linebacker in NFL after he had had multiple concussions. And uh, I remember, you know, his family basically talking to him yeah. and saying, hey, look, it's more important. We want you here for, the, you know, a long part of the rest of your life, not the millions of dollars that you get and, here. And for those of you who have only seen the name in print, it's Coochley. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you pronounce it like you did, but yeah. uh, it looks like Coochley. But, yeah, I, I had forgot about him, uh, Carolina. One of the best linebackers walked away because uh, he had had multiple concussions. Yeah. Um, it remains to be seen. Man, it's dangerous, dangerous thing, and especially uh, when the doctor from concussion, who has done years and years of uh, studies on this and how you know debilitating it can be to have those brain injuries, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, the rest of the season with Tua. We'll take a break. News coming up here at the top of the hour with all the crazy story talking about this morning. With Adria Edmo, um, it's not necessarily the only crazy story that happened uh, in Idaho. We'll uh, talk about the Satanic Temple when we come back after news. Night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Idaho faces another challenge to its abortion bans in federal court, but this time from the Satanic Temple, which argues the state's abortion laws are unconstitutional violations of property rights, the Equal Protection Clause, religious freedom, and involuntary servitude. The Idaho Capital Sun reports the lawsuit argues against Idaho's trigger law banning nearly all abortions and the civil enforcement law that allows family members to file lawsuits against medical providers who perform abortions. Both allow exceptions for rape and incest and to save a pregnant person's life. The Satanic Temple asked the court to block the law with an injunction. Who knew? That uh, a satanic temple favored killing babies. I think that even if you are the most pro-choice person alive, you can be forgiven for not supporting the uh, satanic temple. There are more than 1.5 million satanic temple members worldwide, and apparently there are uh, more than 3,500 located here in Idaho. Oh, terrific. Members of uh, the Satanic Temple must adhere to certain temple tenets. There are seven of them, which include the idea that a person's body is subject to their own will alone and that a person's belief should conform to their best scientific understanding of the word of the world. The fourth tenet also states uh, that the freedom of others should be uh, respected. <laughs> I just see um, those that... Uh, when abortion rights protected, you say, hey, satanic temple members, can you do us a favor? Can you stop helping us? Yeah, there we go. Can you just stop helping us? Attorneys for the religious group argue that the uh, uterus of an involuntary pregnant woman is 
a physical thing to which property rights apply because eggs can be retained or removed. The uterus itself can be removed for any purpose and can be rented to a third party as a gestational carrier under a surrogacy agreement. Those property rights cannot be violated by the state without just compensation, the lawsuit says, according to the 5th and 14th Amendments of the Constitution. The pregnant people, that's the crazy part here, not pregnant woman, they wrote, the pregnant people are put into a condition of involuntary servitude in violation of the 13th Amendment. Once again, so, handmaid's tale. only women can get pregnant, not people. Might want to rephrase that. Not all people. Not all people. Man cannot get pregnant. Because women are people. Under the argument of a religious freedom violations, Temple said that the state's abortion bans prohibit members of the temple from engaging in satanic abortion ritual. Unquote. Once again. And, and, and that's a thing? Apparently, according to the satanic temple, once again the... And uh, why would they lie, right? <laughs> Once again, the people that you are can in trust favor those people, I'll tell you that. of fighting for abortion rights are, are once again saying, please, stop helping. We, we don't need you. Now, this is the second lawsuit filed in federal court here in Idaho regarding Idaho's abortion laws, the first of which came in early August when the U.S. Department of Justice, you'll remember, sued the state because it said the abortion ban violated emergency medical treatment and labor act requires hospitals that receive payments for federal Medicare programs to provide medical care to stabilize all patients who come to the hospital with medical emergencies. In addition, the Idaho Supreme Court will hold a hearing beginning tomorrow for oral arguments in the case filed by Planned Parenthood against the uh, state of Idaho's abortion law. So it's nice nice to see Planned Parenthood and uh, the uh, Idaho or the Satanic Temple all in agreement here. <laughs> And uh, I think the average Christian would say, yeah, we were way ahead of you on this one. <laughs> uh, I, I just looked up the, uh, what is it, the Satanic Temple. And now listen to how they describe themselves. The mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. Now that sounds like something somebody would say about himself as you, if he were running for office. And it, it occurs to me that if they didn't have the name Satanic Temple, that might be something I could even get behind. Yeah. But but they kind of lose me at <laughs> Satanic. Like if, if they called it uh, Heavenly Temple and said the you mission would, of Heavenly Temple is to right? encourage benevolence and empathy. Well, it sounds like a cult name anyway, but the, uh, is to encourage benevolence and empathy, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits. See, that sounds like, hey, yeah, I'll vote for that guy. But See, it, that would be like, you know, if if that, you had somebody running, get you. if you had somebody running for Congress named Adolf Hitler, I, I, you'd, you'd probably just say, no, I, you know, I don't care what your your, your view is. I, I, you just lost me there. See, that's how they get you. You know, they, that that's how Satan tempts you. Makes it sound like something. Hey, I can get behind that. Wait a minute, it's still the Satanic Temple. And they say, we have publicly confronted hate groups, fought for the abolition of corporal punishment in public schools, applied for equal representation when religious installations are placed on public property, provided religious exemption and legal protection against laws that unscientifically restrict people's reproductive autonomy, 
exposed harmful pseudoscientific practitioners in mental health care, organized clubs alongside other religious after-school clubs in schools besieged by proselytizing organizations and engaged in other advocacy in accordance with our tenets. And, and again, you, you just need better PR, I think, and to change your name. Maybe they do a break off from the satanic temple and change their name to something else. Because you're right, some of the stuff, some of the tenets, I I don't think most people would have a problem with until you said, hey, by the way, this is is from the satanic temple. Yeah. Because according to them, they do just wonderful work. But like I said, you know, you, you lose me at satanic. I mean, you can sit. Th- you can sit there and say, "Hey, um, Satan is all for the Second Amendment." <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe I'm not so much anymore. As Satan's wishing, you know. I mean, we're just kind of geared that way, aren't we? That if we find out Satan is in favor of something, we we, we give it a second look. Like, yeah, kind maybe, of. Maybe maybe that's not good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I find this interesting. Um, I guess uh, it could be worse. We could still be talking about porn literacy in our kindergarten through. 12th grade schools. Um, but it, it's just interesting that the, the idiocracy that we have had to talk about here in Idaho for the last couple of weeks because of, of things going on. I find it interesting that over 40 years ago, the thing with Adrian Edmo and uh, gender identif- identification. Mm hmm. Monty Python is brilliant, I think. And uh, Monty Python, for over 40 years ago, talked about this. <laughs> That's from Life of Brian. Oh, 1979, over 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? And maybe the idea for all this came from Monty Python. That movie was produced, by the way, by George Harrison from the Beatles. He thought Monty Python were terrific. Absolutely crazy. Over 40 years ago from a movie. And it made you wonder, did this, this all begin because of that stupid movie? I mean, that but great you, movie. But you, you ask people for serious answers about some of this stuff, and they will tell you those exact same things. Exact same things, heard. yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob and Meridian, thanks for hanging on this morning. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. 
I was about to whistle the always look on the bright side. Of life, uh, <laughs> also from that movie. <laughs> I, I had completely forgotten about that. That was a good get. But, uh, hell, I thought to talk about concussions. I'm the guy who texted you about Luke Keekley or Keechley, as you put it, Chris. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying it's, uh, it's, it's spelled Coochley, but it's pronounced Keekley. You had it right. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I am a raging Panthers fan, a transplant from out there. And I remember when he got lit up, it was Saints at Panthers. And the, like, laughing, crying thing, like, holy yeah, uh, blank. It, that's happened to me. So, yeah, it's no fun. And Tuvailoa, like, yeah, he might want to walk away from that. Um uh, but, you know, Keekley has actually ended up as a broadcaster, uh, I guess, back in Charlotte. Um, so he's doing all right. Two of Ilo, I don't know if he has the same options. And uh, what I find interesting here is that the NFLPA is, is like giving the NFL and the Dolphins like a whole ration of stuff for like letting him continue to play like i don't well, yeah, quite the, get that the like, dolphins uh, you jumped in there you knew what would happen the, the dolphins <laughs> fired their their uh their doctor who made the decision that he could go back into the game well and actually it wasn't their doctor it was a doctor yeah it was an nfl independent and this is the reason why they have independent doctors so that they can't be flu- influenced by the team or the nfl yeah have to say, I think they did put some uh, some standards, practices, whatever in place, so there would be no like conflict of interest. Uh, oh, and also the uh, <laughs> before I get off the phone here, the whole church is Satan, temple of Satan. What do they call themselves? Satanic temple. Satanic temple. I, I don't think Bap Homet would be uh, real pleased with whatever they're up to. And do they get tax breaks? Maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm, they, I'm probably pretty sure they do because they're considered, you know, a, a church. church. Yeah. So maybe that. Maybe that's the reason they they couldn't come up with a better church name. So that's what they uh, call themselves to get their tax breaks. Thank you for the call, Rob. Appreciate it. Well, they're getting plenty of attention. Yeah. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 923. Uh, remember, we are back with the Hometown Breakfast coming up this Friday, our first for the fall. It's brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. We are headed to Deja Brew Bistro. Um, just a cup. One of the many things happening with Deja Brew coming up on Friday. We'll have another chance for you to pick up a free fifty dollars gift certificate with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question at nine o'clock on Friday. Deja Brew KBY sweet deal goes on sale. Fifty dollars gift certificate for only twenty five dollars. And then of course, Chris and I will be uh, having breakfast. Invite you to come on down and and join us for breakfast. We'll be there broadcasting live from six till ten. Doors open at seven o'clock for some fantastic. Breakfast items, of course, they have breakfast, lunch, dinner, live music on certain nights of the week. They have one of the best patios in all of downtown Meridian, and we will be there to kick off your fall season 
of the Hometown Breakfasts coming up Friday morning, beginning at 6. Come on down and join us. Some emails to get to this morning. Mike at KBOI.com. Um, you can, uh, by the way, also call us or text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Uh, speaking of judges, this is from Frankie. Uh, writes Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, speaking of judges, let's talk about the judge in Washington State that let out the guy who killed the two people in New Meadows. From what I understand, that killer was in jail on attempted murder charges, and the judge let him out because the defense attorney asked him to be released. He was in for attempted murder, released, and then he murdered. What is wrong here? Is that is that true? I hadn't I had not heard, and there hasn't been a lot of info out other than the is a married couple who owned and ran the motel in in and New a, Meadows, and apparently were like they they you could describe them as they were New Meadows. They were they were that uh, involved, connected to the community, yeah. been there for a long time, and then um, this person apparently killed them. Was caught a short time later on a traffic stop. But man, if that is true, that's just horrific. If this person was had already had charges. For attempted murder and was out on bail or whatever and then murder somebody else what are we doing this uh, is an instant message it's not signed but it says isn't satan in the bible so why is his point of view considered taboo there has to be bad to get good with no bad there would be no good it's no different than today's politicians some good some bad yet we live with them every day and say nothing about it uh Satan is in the Bible, but I don't think his presence in the Bible should be considered uh, an endorsement. Yeah, you're not wrong there. I mean, the, the the Bible talks about, you know, murder and stuff like that, too, but it doesn't tell you to go do it. Brandon writes in, uh, this one comes in to both you and I, uh, Mike and Chris at KBY.com. Good morning. Chris said something this morning about the use of proper pronouns, which stood out to me after a listener challenged the use of her in the uh, case with Adriano Edmo, to paraphrase, uh, Chris says, we don't decide. In these cases, who decides? Are you yielding to what the individual wants? Are you required to repeat what the news has stated? Is there a company policy? Or are you just trying to follow the social norms, which have become more um, common, or is self-censoring to avoid being canceled? I, I will go ahead and say that... Uh there is no company policy on it, but the rest of those things are, are kind of what I was talking about. The individual uh, wants to be referred to as she. Uh, that's one consideration. If, if you don't like that, then you can do the opposite. doesn't matter. Uh, also, uh, the social convention has become over time to simply refer to someone who is transgendered by their new gender. And I believe uh, in... In journalism, we have what we call the Associated Press Style Book, and uh, that's in the Associated Press Style Book as well. They decided sometime back that, again, if somebody uh, claims to be transgendered, then you refer to them by their new gender, not their old gender. Brandon goes on to say that the point I'm trying to consider is whether pronouns are a case where we are required to self-censor if we don't agree with the arguments no. presented by proponents you, of gender ideology. You, you are not going to go to jail for using the wrong pronouns. Now that is 100% true. However, the the point you brought up of being canceled, I mean, there are some businesses where you just cannot get away with, with this because you'll be fired. I mean, there have been plenty of instances where you may not believe in it. You state that, 
You know, I don't care if they refer to themselves as they or them. To me, they are a he, and I will refer to them as he. And guess what? They end up losing their jobs. So there are certain, you know, areas of of the workforce um, that you can be canceled for it. So mm. yeah, we we are in a situation where um, other people's opinions could change your outlook on life. Yeah, social convention is directed by a lot of things. Not so, always. Not always things you're in favor of. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Phone lines are open if you want to get through right now. Um, that's the easy way to do it. Uh, you can also continue to email us, chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through, you can also call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Don't forget, uh, another chance to pick up your Boise State Broncos tickets. They're coming your way uh, again today during the Dan Bongino Show. Make sure you're listening in. Um, I would listen in in the noon hour today for your chance to hear that cue to text. When you do hear that cue to text, be ready to uh, text the word Broncos to 208-336-3700. You could uh, be a winner, just like we had a winner earlier this morning. So listen in once again. Dan Bongino show today, um, especially during the noon hour. I'd be listening very closely. Three design firms are um, now officially competing for a chance to transform over 80 acres of land at Exmo, Idaho, former site of Lebois Park horse racing track. Pretty much all, every one of them lost my interest. And we've talked about this on the radio. We asked you what you thought that that area should be used for. Um, none of the designs, you know, want to bring back or are going to bring back horse racing. Of yeah. course, you'd need the legislature to uh, help you do that. Um, but there are three designs out of uh, all the uh, design people who had uh, put in their design outlays and what they think they could do for that area. Um, KTVB reporting um, out of all the people, it's down to three finalists. Take a listen. Six firms submit qualification statements uh, for this RFQ. And uh, of those, we have the three top finalists presenting today. So they were selected based on an initial evaluation score. There were no parameters for the design submissions. The commissioners are looking for a vision for how to best transform the area. The three finalists are fighting to win them over. Yes, it's a design competition. Yeah, so we're here today just to see what the three presenters are offering us, and we're very excited. The three finalists were Rios and Stack Rock Group, The Land Group, and Port. Rios and Stack Rock submission involves expanding the river down into the fairgrounds, creating two channels and an adventure island. They also scaled the track for multi-purpose use and connected paths to the Greenbelt. There was also a river center, and the grandstands were opened up for a visitor center. The park is unrestrained, free. The land group's proposal divided the space into five districts. A community district with a gathering space, a grandstand district for sports and concerts, a field district with parks and trails, a river's edge district to connect the greenbelt, and a movement district with a lake, bike path, and fitness equipment. And we've started to think about the way that this park site... Port's proposal divides the area into two zones. The heart of the park has two loops for fitness, sports, a playground, and a renovated grandstand for recreation. The other zone is called the Lowlands, which focuses on bringing ecological value to the area around the river. 
Now, as for where the groups are from, Rios is based out of Portland and has local partners in Boise. The land group is local. They're based in Eagle. And Port is based in Philadelphia and Chicago. Each of the finalists will be scored on their presentations, and then a selection committee made up of county staff will make their final recommendations to the board based off those scores. The board will then formally accept or reject the recommendation during the open business meeting next Tuesday. There you go. Um, those are basically the design ideas that uh, you can expect one of those to come forward, and uh, that's what the area around what formerly was known as Laidlaw Park will look like. I'm, I'm, I'm glad they decided to keep the grandstand because, you know, that comes in very handy at uh, fair time. Yeah, and and maybe here's another chance, I mean, to use the grandstand for more outdoor concerts other than just during fair time. I, I would ha- I would have to say that the grandstand area probably deserves an upgrade, needs an upgrade, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. It's been a couple of years since I've been to a concert there, but even, you know, a few years ago when I the last concert I went to there, I'd say, yeah, this this could use a really nice upgrade and it could be a really great area to go out and, and watch some outdoor concerts. Interesting idea from uh, one of the designers to move the river. <laughs> okay. <laughs> while while technically possible, uh, probably not practical. Um, and I, I I get it. They want to take a channel off the river so that the river comes closer to the area uh, of Lebois Park. Um, all the ideas, uh, of course, expanding the green belt. So a lot of this all comes down to it's just going to be one big park area, um, with the exception of uh, of you heard they're expanding and keeping the uh, concert venue, possibly turning that into some sort of type of museum. What are your thoughts? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. A decision is going to be made um, coming up here soon on who is going to win the design. Do you care? Do you care about that area whatsoever? I know that some people do care, and the only thing, they didn't care what happened there, they don't want any apartments or yeah. housing to be built in that area because it's it too like, busy already. It seems like uh, people are divided between wanting horse racing back and simply wanting it to be a big uh, recreational place, a big park. I, like I said, when we began this this morning talking about this, um, you know, I would love to see horse racing back, but um, I think uh, horse race, horse racing's time in Idaho um, is completely over. Uh, unfortunately, we won't see it. I enjoyed it while it happened, but without out without that coming back, I don't have a problem with any one of the three. You know, making this kind of just a big park area. Um, I, I don't know about moving the river. If that's necessarily a, a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But I get their point of why they want to bring it because it brings the river you know closer to people that are going to be able to see it use it um they want to they want to have you know rafting to be able to go on which right now you can't raft in that area so they want uh you know rafting to be able to go on during the summer floating on the boise river in that area i I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea i'd like my house to be near like a, a beach in the ocean but no one wants to help me with that project you know if you paid for you could probably find a design person that would help you at least have something Similar to an ocean come your way. I think there's probably too much paperwork you'd have to go through with uh, the state of Oregon. 
the Fudge Man has written in. Oh, no. And says, in regards to the news report that Micron is building a supergiant chip plant in New York State, as I recall, both Rish and Crapo voted against the chips bill at the groundbreaking for the much, much smaller Boise Micron plant. Rish had the temerity to take credit even after voting against the bill. Once again, there is almost no morality in the Republican Party, as evidenced by its continued support for Herschel Walker, the former impaired football player whose son has denounced him, and there is solid proof of the abortion he funded. God save the GOP, please. That's the Fudge Man. Thank you, Fudge Man. Text message in, 208-336-3700, reads, uh, Move the river, question mark. Didn't both Yellowstone and uh, South Park cover that? (laughs) Do you remember, um, this has to be 25 years ago? At least least 25 years ago, uh, I believe. Maybe maybe 20. Between 20 and 25 years ago, where there were residents in Eagle who wanted to sue to have the river moved because of flooding going on in that area. We had a bad flood year that, that year, and houses were having to deal with floodwaters and having to put up sandbags and then after it all happened they wanted to uh sue the state to try and have the river was, moved away from their house uh, that was a deal where the, they were warned you know you're building in a floodplain and they said oh, i think it'll be okay <laughs> this one's not signed it says i think they should put the world's biggest skyscraper at the fairgrounds see and and that's what most people said not to do mm-hmm. yeah it, it's interesting that you know, as much as much housing is needed and, you know, you want to see the price of housing go down, if much housing is needed for low-income housing, the the one thing that pretty much everybody, almost everybody is in agreement with, except for maybe, um, you know, builders, contractors, is that they don't want to see any residential building going on in that area. And it mainly has to do with people don't want to see that because – they don't want the traffic to be worse than it already is around that area. And if you've ever traveled in that area um, during a huge function that is going on at the uh, fairgrounds during a baseball, before or after a baseball game, um, during the Western Idaho Fair, um, if you've ever been around that, you you know what traffic can be like in that particular area. So I get it. Back when they used to charge for parking and you had to stop and make change and things like that. There would be, you know, a line clear back to, well, about the red line. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's not, uh, it's an instant message. It's not signed again, but it says, it's funny you can put down satanic religion, but the other religions are not far-fetched at all. Give me a break. Uh, now, I didn't put down satanic religion. I, I read some of their tenets and stuff like that and said that they they seem to have fine ideas but they lose me when they name the thing the Satanic Temple. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing that they didn't name it that as a PR move because they could come up with much better names. Now, as far as putting down their religion, I didn't put down that religion or any other. Uh, I, I don't think it would, it would take much for me to start putting down the Satanic religion, <laughs> but I, I didn't in this particular case. And I didn't put down the religion either. I put down Satan. Now, oh, yeah, you, you can disagree with me, and you can love Satan all you want. I'm going to disagree with you all I want. You know, you you may think the religion is fine, um, you know, but I, I am one of those people who will be firmly in the camp of I am against Satan yeah. and worshiping Satan in any way, shape, or form. That's just the way I was raised. Don't cancel me. 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. One more segment on the way. Final chance to get through. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Looking for uh, something really fun to do this Friday afternoon, Smoke Fest 2022. It's the third annual Smoke Fest. Um, it is going on. V Cut Cigar Lounge, downtown Nampa, 2nd Avenue South and 14th Avenue South. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Live music, number one. They've got barbecue, food truck going to be there. Tons and tons of giveaways. You can win a beautiful My Father's Cigar humidor. By the way, My Father's Cigar, excuse me, is uh, sponsoring the uh, Smoke Hut this week. Now, here's the other thing. I'm I'm due to be there uh, already. I was going to be broadcasting live, uh, as I have done for the previous Two years. Uh, it's become my wife's and I uh, neighborhood hangout. We don't live too far from there. And uh, now Nate Shellman is going to do his entire show there live coming up Friday afternoon. Um, if that isn't a recipe for disaster, I don't know what is. So Nate and I will both be there um, hanging out with you. You're invited to come on out and join us. The weather is supposed to be sunny and 80 and beautiful. Uh, outdoor patio sitting. They're closing down the street so that you can sit out on, outside. Um, come on out and check it out. You're going to have a good time. We'll have a good time coming up there. VCAT Smoke Fest 2022 uh, KBOI broadcasting live beginning at 3 o'clock Friday afternoon. Very quick instant message. This one isn't signed, but it says, could you find out when the irrigation is being shut off? Uh, it's uh, September 28th to October 15th. Nampa shut theirs off on September 28th. The last ones in Idaho will be shut off by October 15th. Unless, of course, you have a private irrigation. Where I used to live, they shut it off at the end of October. I kind of miss that because now at the place I live, they shut off the irrigation at the end of September. Used to get a whole extra month. Yeah. Well, you live in Nampa, and yep. that's where they did it. Yep. Uh, Jim and Eagle, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hey, what a country, huh? So, <laughs> rape a child, go out and rape a child. Okay. What do we do? Give you free housing, free medical care, free meals, give you surgery to turn you into whatever you want. When you get out, we give you $2 million. What a country. 2.5 million. What let's, kind of let's... a message? Yeah. So, what do we mess? What, what message are we sending to our children now? You can do anything you want. We're going to reward you financially any way you want. So, that's what we. That's what I'm hearing. So I guess I took the wrong. I think the the message we're sending. And, the message we're the sending to our, the, me, the message we're sending to our children. I, I should have been a criminal. I th- the I message we're criminal in my life. It pays a lot better, right? Yeah, uh, apparently. The um, the message that we're we're sending to our children, I think, is the one that my parents told me, and I know my wife's uh, father definitely uh, burned into her mind, which is uh, life isn't always fair. <laughs> never makes sense either especially yeah. if you're a highly educated judge that's what's stupid well, about this and how many people thanks for the call by the way jim how many people who may, may have gender dysphoria are sitting here hearing this story they can't afford to have their own gender reassignment because i i looked into this this morning and gender reassignment surgery costs somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to twenty five thousand dollars to go from uh, male to female. And they're, they're going, I don't have $25,000. How can I do this? Well, let me see. If I commit a crime, I go to prison, I tell them I have gender dysphoria, especially here in Idaho. 
Idaho's already lost a case, so they're not. How much are they going to be fighting cases like this in the future? You know what I mean? Precedence has been set. My 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 hope for the, the answer to that question is that nobody is thinking that way because, you know, that's insane. But uh, my, my hope would be too. But that, that's I mean, my this whole hope. Story is insane. On the other hand, if I had to bet on it, I'm thinking somebody is thinking that out there somewhere. Yeah, the whole story is just insane. Yeah. It's it in in the last few months, and I know this has been going on what since 2019, where the state is fighting this. But you know, with this the this cherry on the top of yeah. you know getting awarded 2.5 million dollars, and this person is now oh, out I, of jail after sexually abusing a 15 year old. It just I, I, makes me shake my head. I know that not that long ago, every prison in America would have said, "Hey, that's great, uh, you know, that you want something like that." But the fact is, you're in prison. You mm-hmm. can't have it. That's it for us. We're on a 20-hour break. Don't forget, you want BSU tickets? Another chance coming your way during the Dan Bongino 